Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast. A lot going on this week, and a lot of very exciting news. I feel like you say that every week though. What's no, What's really this, exciting this week? Let me tell you, and I think you're going to be like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. First of all, a few weeks ago we complained on this podcast about how many five-star units were available to summon? Yeah, it was just ridiculous. I don't. I, I don't like, remember if we if we talked about it on the podcast or if we talked about it off the podcast. <laughs> Desalting, <I don't> <laughs> whatever. Either way, we talked about it at some point, on air or off air. Who knows? With Ryan Seacrest, um, what they've done is change the rare a lot of the rare summon pools to include only newer five-star units only relevant five-star units realistically all the really old useless units are still available in the x summon pool are still available through select summon tickets so if you had like three and you're like fuck i was so close to that stmr you're still good you can still get that but when you're pulling for current units you no longer have to worry about getting lightning or ace or delita it's going to be a much smaller pool now. So basically the change is that they've actually removed some of the older units from the main summon pool. Yeah. I think that's a, a good step forward. I think it should have come probably a long time ago. And I think that's because uh, the power disparity between the units was far too wide. So I think... I, I'm really happy it happened because I think, I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but when you compare Lightning, the original, and CG Lightning, one, if you see one come out of the five-star crystal, you're disappointed. And if, if you see the other one, you're pretty happy. And whenever you have that, that big of a disparity, I think it, uh, you definitely need to do something because I, I feel like you never should be disappointed after a five-star crystal breaks because of how rare they are. Now, that's only one of many changes, and I completely agree with you. It should have happened sooner, but it's happening now. The next big change that they've done is they've increased the rate of five-star drops. It's gone from 3% up to 5%. And they've even increased the drop rate of featured five-star units from 1% to 1.5%. Okay, so a 50% increase. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's almost 50% on both, which is pretty good. Uh, I think the other one works out to 66% increase on the one. Yeah, but something like that. It's, it's not a big deal, though. It's significant either way. So now you're getting more five-stars, and they're more relevant five-stars. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's not crazy. I think it's definitely a much-needed change. And just because of the way the game works, right? You need two exact copies of a unit to be able to make them useful. And a five-star unit at that. So I think previously the rates were probably a little on the low side. And I'm really happy to see them actually bring them up a bit. Because I think you can afford to keep rates really low when you can pull one copy of a unit and have that unit be what it is. In FFBE, it's not really like in other gachas where you actually need to pull two copies and sometimes four if you want that STMR. And 
with the sheer size of the summon pool, that becomes a very, very difficult task. It, it requires a lot of luck. Unless you have mechanics like the guaranteed step-up summons, things like that. So I'm really, really happy to see this change. Now, on top of... So those two things together, I think, were really, really good changes. Now, there was concerns about the chair meta and the summon fest units. They've come out and said they will not be doing all the same summon fest style units. A lot of the units will be available um, as select summon available all the time. There won't be event exclusive. They've also said that rather than making people wait to get units using UOC tickets, they wanted to increase the value. Now, you can't UOC the unit immediately, but you can UOC the prism immediately. Oh, that's smart. That's really good. it costs less to get the prism. It costs eight tickets rather than ten. So now when you're having, when you roll one unit, if you want to make it seven star, you can spend eight tickets and get that prism. That's a really... You don't have to wait two weeks. I I like that. It's a very clever solution. Because earlier I said it can be tough to roll two copies of the same unit. Exactly. But this way, all you need is one, and then you get a cheaper... I mean, you still need the UOCs, but at least you can use it right away. You don't have to wait two weeks for the banner to go away, which I, I think it's nice. It's a well, smart it solution. That you can actually get one prism every three months, right? Because there's two UOCs... Sorry, every four months, because there's two UOCs usually per, per month. So that's not bad. You can get yourself a seven-star, assuming you pull one unit in just four months of, of farming. Yeah, I think that's reasonable, especially because I know there's uh, <clears throat> at certain points there are big jumps in power creep, but uh, typically if you get a good unit, it should last you at least four months before you need another one. So it's a it seems to me like a fair a fair rate. I definitely agree with you. I think I think the changes so far fantastic. That being said, there's actually more changes. So one big thing that people were complaining about was the value of UOC tickets. They're like, okay, yeah, you can UOC things, but with Summon Fest, you won't be able to get some things. And maybe some people don't want the, I mean, by the time you can collect enough UOCs to get one of those units, they're irrelevant, right? So like if I get five months later, the unit that I got five months ago that I'd want to UOC is kind of irrelevant. What you can now do with UOCs is exchange individual UOC tickets for Lapis. So what are we looking at? What is the actual exchange rate? To kick things off, to celebrate, you're able to fi- exchange up to five tickets for 2,000 Lapis this week. This is a special promo um, just for kicking it off to kind of celebrate the change. After that, it's one ticket for 1,500 Lapis. So about four tickets gets you a 10 plus one pull or one step usually. That could be potentially really, really good for... Uh... Oh, wait. It's how I... So five tickets gets you 1,500. No, one ticket gets you 1,500. Okay, so five tickets will get you 7,500. Yes. Or 10,000 if you do it now. That's actually... Uh, I think that's a lot. That's really good, uh, especially if you're getting some of those guaranteed uh, step-up summons, it can honestly be more cost-effective if you want that specific unit. Like, if there's a unit that just came out that's on banner and they got one of those step-ups that guarantees you'll pull it at the end, 
it might actually be worth it to cash in six or seven UOCs and to guarantee that unit rather than spending eight or ten. Not only that, but when you do the step-ups, now you have that rate up, you have that featured unit rate up, you have all these other things coming together, like all these benefit like all these things are changing kind of compound on each other to to make everything more accessible mm -hmm. which is amazing like this whole change to the summoning and the uocs and and the summon pool very 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 well done i actually this is ex exactly how i got my uh assassin shadow that i was hunting for i exchanged all five uoc tickets so i could finish his step up and on the last step i got the guaranteed assassin shadow which five uocs to get the unit i want versus 10 like what a huge difference that is not only that but i got a few other five stars along the way so it's like i don't know it, it gives you so many more choices so many more ways to get the units you want i think a lot of people are going to be extremely happy with these changes I mean, I'll tell you right away, my favorite of the changes is definitely thinning out that summon pool. I think getting rid of some of those Eileen's and Lightnings and Delitas, those units that nobody really wants, is going to be such a nice change. Because now when I see that five star come down, I'm going to get excited again. Because I'm actually going to wonder which of the good units is it. Whereas before, I actually didn't get that excited because I, I knew there's a good chance it was going to be some useless thing like my seventh... Uh, ace or whatever it is you know i recently got my ninth ninth veritas of the light exactly right like just get rid of those units and if somebody really needs them they're still in the uoc pool just if you really want them that bad pull out the pull the uocs or pull uh pull using ex tickets I, to me, of all the changes you listed, and I agree, they're all fantastic. That one, to me, is my favorite. Even if they didn't increase the rates, the fact that they thinned out the pool makes it so your pools are actually more worthwhile, regardless. Exactly. And that's one of the biggest changes, is thinning out that pool. And like I said, all the changes compound on each other. Now when you're pulling, you're more likely to get good units. You're more likely to get five stars, period. You're more likely to get on-banner five stars. And even if you get off banner five stars, more than likely it's going to be a really freaking good unit. Yeah. So overall, fantastic changes. Uh, they rolled out uh, today, I think, um, which is great. A lot of people have been taking advantage, I'm sure. It's, it's a lot of amazing changes that needed to happen like five months ago. Yeah. I agree. I think the changes are late, but better late than never. And I'm really happy to see them come through, even if it is a little bit, even if I feel like it should have happened sooner. I'm, I'm, I'd rather see it happen now than never. Really, really, really good changes. Obviously, the chair meta is upon us. I saw a lot of people pulling for Aldor King Rain, um, and his toilet seat, as I saw one person tweet, which was funny. Do you, <coughs> do you remember that one? I, th I think it was you that I texted a screenshot to of somebody saying like, uh, "Is there any chance?" We could we could have an alternate sprite for these units. I really want to pull on King Rain, but the sprite is so ugly. Like that chair is so ugly. I don't want to pull, even if he is a godlike unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You texted me that. I remember that. I have to agree. Those oh. chairs, like, they look they ruin the unit. Yeah. What they should do is just have the chairs be a part of their victory. 
Just make the chair part of their victory stance. Why does that? Have to I mean, I understand why they didn't change it. Why would you put resources into changing an asset you already have that works? Like, it makes sense. But it's just so funny that most of the time when new units come out, I actually like the design for them. Like, give or take, there's been a few that have been questionable, but typically I'm very supportive of their designs. I've liked a lot of them. I liked a lot of the risks they took, even for some of the the global exclusives. I think they look really badass. But then I see these these chair units, and I'm just so sad because they're just so like it's so true. They, the chairs are so ugly. Like look at them without the chair. Like they're ten times better, a million times better. Like they actually look really freaking cool without the chair. Which you mentioned, like why invest more resources? You don't have to. You have the sprite. You use the sprite to attack. The chair doesn't go with him when he attacks. If oh, I didn't realize. Stick. I thought maybe the chair had some... Like, they would have to update animations or something. I don't know. Literally, they have the... So, his seven-star sprite has the chair. Five and six doesn't. So, maybe uh, they should put they out... Literally, just don't put it in. They should put, like, a super difficult mission down the road that lets you remove the chair from the sprite. His awakening yeah. mission. He he gets rid of the chair and it makes him more powerful. You can trade in all of your Ayaka fans, but except you don't upgrade his abilities, you upgrade his appearance. I'd get behind that. I'd be. That's what they should change the Ayaka fan thing to. You should be able to customize colors and things on the sprites. That'd be pretty cool. That actually be insanely cool. The only that actually be a really freaking cool change. Holy shit! The only downside to that is like the we have such a small amount of interactivity with other players in the game. Because to it me, the reason matter. I'd want to do it is to show it off to other players, like my color combinations or whatever, and to see what other players put out. But because we besides that like one friend unit they're sharing, we can't really see. So I wish the game had more interactivity, and then I think it'd be awesome. It'd be a great idea. Like people would just be shelling out cash for, for customization, guaranteed. I probably 100%. would be too. I'd paint want. that chair like neon green. I'd remove the chair. Entirely, I'd turn. Actually, you know what? I'd turn the chair into like a disco ball. Anyway, disco king rain. We're, we're getting way off topic here, but fantastic changes. I don't really want to talk about King Rain. I did want to talk about the sprites and how I think they should take out the chairs as well. I think they're really ugly and it's really easy to take out the chairs. I don't think anybody thinks the chair looks good. You never know. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a few good. people out there. If you do think the chair looks good, um, unfollow the podcast. Turn it off right now. <laughs> don't listen to him. He's a jackass. Definitely listen to the podcast. Uh, if you like the chair, though, you have shitty taste in, in appearances, but you still have great taste in podcasts, so I'm happy to have you. Um, we're not going to talk about the unit because, again, he pretty much does more damage than the last DPS All you unit. need to know about Rain, the King Rain, I should say, is Max, give him as much LB plus as possible because all his damage is in his limit burst. Obviously raises attack, but if you have to choose, as much LB as possible, because like the majority, the vast majority of his damage is on his limit burst. And that's pretty much all you need to know. He's a, he's a limit burst spam unit. Let me put it to you this way. He literally has an ability that increases LB damage by 220%. Mm. AKA, you want to cast his limit burst. So like many said, yeah. that's all you got to do. He's not a terribly... He's limit burst, he's limit burst. Yeah, he's not a terribly complex unit. I mean, that's the only thing you really should know when using him that I could even tell you. Everything else, you know, you, you know, 
you can figure it out. It's it's not that hard. Yeah. Exactly. Now let's get on to the meat and potato. Well, that was actually kind of the meat and potatoes. This kind of feels like a side thing. Now we're going to talk about the trial that we did this week. Uh, scorn of the octopus and the teacher, if I'm not mistaken. No. What was the scorn of the lick? It was, it was, <laughs> stop calling it a lick. It's not a lick. It's a lich. What is it? It's a lich. A like? A lich. Like? Like? No, that's what you get on Instagram. Oh. So you're not fighting an Instagram post. You're not fighting like some creepy rapist dude that's licking you. It's an undead apparition. It's called a lich. It's like a leech. But you say it kind of like, you know, lich. Let's see here. Are you actually Googling the pronunciation? Don't tell me you actually thought it was lick. Please. <laughs> For the love of God, you actually thought it was lick. Oh my God. No, I, I'm, I'm actually curious what a lich is. Oh, it comes from Old English, meaning corpse. There you go. Cool. There you go, it's just a corpse. It's the king of the corpses. It is the king of the corpses. Striving for eternal life. And he's pissed. Necromancy. Yeah, because he didn't get it. And it looks like he took a dump on himself with those brown clouds. Anyways, how did you find this trial, Mini? I found it weirdly easy. I did too, but I think that has to do with just how strong of a unit Elena is. So I feel like it's it's unfair of me to judge. I think... Once we start getting into the more recent trials, we're going to have a lot more to talk about in terms of trials and tribulations. Because even the octopus and the teacher did not give me that much trouble at all. And now uh, the lich just, it it was the same thing. It was surprisingly underwhelming. To be honest, the one thing that did surprise me is I killed him. But then my units kept hitting him, and I was like, this is weird. And then he came back, yeah. That was a surprise, for sure. That that caught me. I was like, what's going on? This is weird. I like that. They did good there. Like, I can see how the trial would have been hard if I was still using, like, Heo or whatever it was at the the time. But I'm literally using a unit that matches or almost matches uh, Xeno. So it's just, the numbers are just too high. I agree with you. The one unique thing about the trial is that the Lich can cast Unresistible Death. Uh, so you do have to be prepared for that. You have to be ready for your units to literally die. Because they you can't use uh, Genji Shield or whatever. You can't use uh, Safety Bit. Those things won't work. He will cast Unresistible Death. Now, he does have regular death. He has both. Yeah, so you're still going to want to run like a, a taunter. It doesn't necessarily have to be a tank. You can you can even run someone like Zargabath, who's got taunt built in. Just <clears throat> give him 100% taunt and some dodge, just so, <coughs> just so he can, uh, and a safety bit or something like that, just so he can absorb the death. You don't have to deal with it. Units, I think, like uh, Lotus Mage, Fina, Rem, anybody with an AoE re-raise, I think super good in this trial. I agree. On the off chance that you can't fit those things, it's a good idea to take Phoenix um, to revive your team in a pinch. Yeah, for sure. Just like an off unit. Uh, It's not a bad idea, just so you do have that backup on your backup's backup. Sadly, Phoenix is actually great on your main DPS because you get that undead killer on it, which helps with your damage a lot. If push comes to shove, you just waste a turn on your main DPS reviving everybody. I mean... 
that's the, that's that's the one thing that's kind of a hard choice for me. It's like, do I put Phoenix on somebody who's more likely to survive, who's beefier, or do I use that nice undead killer for once and put it on a DPS unit? That's that's I kind know. of the choice you got to make. And I guess it doesn't really matter if you're using some super OP units. It won't make a huge difference for you. But if you're not running like the super, the the Elena's, the lightning, the CG lightnings, or and so on and so forth, everybody who came after that. Then you definitely want to consider putting Phoenix on your DPS because the the extra killer damage is significant. Yeah, it's huge. I think seventy five percent on a killer plus, right? Something like that. Yeah, I, I can't remember if Phoenix has just regular undead killer or undead killer plus. But, undead killer plus. But I know she has undead killer for sure. So definitely, like we don't run into many undead enemies that are very tough, but in this case we have one, so it's it's just a time for Phoenix to shine. It definitely is. The other thing that this guy does is inflict stop, which is annoying. So come prepared for that. Um, other than that, it's a pretty straightforward trial. He's weak to fire and light. So if you have fire DPS or light DPS particularly, they'll do extra well here. Um, he has three different phases you can look at. The first two phases are a joke. The third phase gives a little bit more of a a pushback i think and you and you will want to bring a breaker because you can break his attack in mag i think that pretty much covers the trial overall um those are the main kind of tricky parts of the fight i think another unit that actually uh shines in this particular trial is bosch because he comes in with some really good breaks for your team but he's also capable of uh covering the the magic attacks if you need him to so like or even the physical attacks because he's that hybrid tank i think yeah awakened awakened bosch does really well i think uh he just particularly fits well because you can combine a breaker and a tank into one slot which which will free up slots for other units if you need them i mean if you have yeah, exactly. like you, a lot of people if you're trying to do this trial now with current units it won't matter but um, if you don't have some of those busted ass units, then I think Bosch is good to look into. He's it's one of those trials where he is arguably better than some of the the best current tanks. Yeah, that slot efficiency really does well for him. Sometimes that's the key on your unit selection and whether or not you can beat the trial is getting multiple roles into one because sometimes you do need more than six different types of units. And if you don't have a unit that can do multiple things, you kind of run into a wall where you're like, well, I have to sacrifice something, right? Yeah. Whereas in this case, if you use Bosch, you get both a decent breaker and a cover tank. Yeah, I mean, I think he has 65% on his cooldown ability, and then his main abilities, I think, are 60 like each 60. that he can dual cast. Yeah. So I think he's definitely, he's there. It, you don't need more than that, I would say, for this trial. I agree wholeheartedly. And that's Scorn of the of the Lich. Um, those are kind of some of the well-known units. You can also use something like Lauren, um, just to just because of her higher, typically higher spirit. She's a good breaker. Um, has some LB generation in there. If you are going for that, use like nine million limit bursts or whatever. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Lotus Mage Fina. You can use. Mediana, because she, I think, comes in with Undead Killer, if I'm not mistaken. Decent Spirit, again, so she can survive some of the hits you're getting, plus taking, uh, dealing a lot of damage. 
Like you really want units that have high spirit just because you are going to, there are certain things you can't cover for. Yeah. You're going to take hits and you want people that are going to survive. Yeah. You definitely want some, uh, like put a carbuncle on one of your units so you can, for his uh, bar gust spells, those will come in really handy for the fight. Because I don't think the gear requirements are too high, honestly. I don't. I didn't personally gear my units for any resistances, but I just I brought the bar gust spells and I got through it just fine. Yeah, uh, the gear requirements aren't essential. I think it's more unit based. You do need to cover certain key roles. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, you can take what is it called? Hold on, calamity border. If you are, I think you get this out of a really old trial. It's called Armor of Oppression. Yeah. Uh, should be pretty easy to clear. It's called Calamity Border. It's an ability. If you give it to someone, uh, it gives you 40% resistance to all elements. So if you are in dire need and you're hurting for those gas spells and you can't get them, this might be a decent in-between with that 40% buff Yeah. to all elemental resistances. Um and it's free. I mean, or, killing armor you know, pressure is uh, freaking easy. If if you weren't listening last week and you haven't USC'd Sylvie yet, you should USC Sylvie because she has an ability <laughs> that gives you fifty percent to all elements. So for longer too. Yeah, and and damage mitigation. Like just straight up, you can you can throw on some. For I think it's thirty or forty percent magic mitigation for three turns. So just guys, get Sylvie. Just get Sylvie. Yeah, just it, get it makes Sylvie. the game so much easier. <laughs> it <really laughs> does. I know everybody was so hyped about Esther when she came out, but Sylvie is like the the sleeper OP pick that's still the best support in the game. Definitely agreed. Um, if you don't have Sylvie, a unit that's been around forever, Zargabath, has that damage mitigation. I think he has a really high uh, elemental resist as well, if I'm not mistaken. He gets up to like on his cooldown ability. Yeah, but I think he does a good job. He can also function as your... Uh your provoke tank so i i think zarg is another one of those units that just has some pretty good slot efficiency just because of his abilities 60 percent resistance to all elements yeah so it's huge you're doing good you you have options for this fight for sure it's definitely yeah, less exactly. annoying than having thing. to i hate having to go through and find elemental resist gear for my unit so the fact that you didn't have to for this fight was just such a nice little uh Nice little cherry on top of Every the Every piece of elemental gear that I have to put on, I'm like, there goes 200 attack, there goes 200 attack. <laughs> I don't even care about that. There's yeah. just so much damn gear in the game that it's so hard to find. Like, oh, even yeah, when you sort, because it it's just like, which one has the most? Because you can't sort by uh, amount. You most, can just filter, yeah. right, by what has it and yeah. what doesn't. And then you still got to go through That's and annoying. see which ones you actually want to use and then some of them just to piss us off are actually tied to abilities and not even tied to the actual item so you can't even filter for them yeah it's it's really tilting the fact that you didn't have to go through that exercise to actually clear this made me very happy exactly and that's what makes this trial doable is that you don't have to filter through nine million pieces of equipment so yeah, that's it. I think we covered a decent range of units kind of the the main things you want to look out for in this fight that stop resistance unresistable death coming in with re-raise uh and then just decent if you have any of the current dps units they're gonna crush this fight elena particularly but pretty much any of them will do yeah i mean not much else to say but man those change i can't get over how big that change was and i know a lot of people were worried 
about the the game and where it was going if it was going to follow the jp trend and all that kind of stuff i think if they didn't make this change way more people would have left yeah i think it was needed for sure to stop the bleeding i guess so to speak man that i'm just looking and god damn is that chair ugly like what's that yeah, little really what's that ugly. little hat thing in the like floating in the middle of it? Like why did you make it like that? Well, it's a crown. If you remember, yeah, but he's got one on his head already. Yeah, but the king of Aldor is also the king of of uh, space solitude. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I, I love that uh, the emperor just has a space station. Did you, fin- just did you casually story, chilling? No, not yet. I, I got to get around to it. But I think I said in another episode, the real story for me was the the Axstar storyline, and when that ended, my uh. My excitement Dude, for the story also kind of dropped off dramatically. I cannot tell you how disappointed I was with the the final conclusion of that, by the way. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into it because I feel like we've covered it for yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, fine, but fine. I'm just, I'm looking at this chair, man, and it looks like a rejected, like, prototype version of the the drill mecha from Gurren Lagann. Like, it's really ugly. God damn. It's so funny, it's really though, because King Rain, if you get rid of the chair, like, when I'm looking at his sprite for uh, 5 and 6 star, I'm like, damn, he looks badass. He Dude, looks even his, cool even as hell. Even his 7-star sprite, like, I put my hand over the chair, so I cover it. Fuck, he looks cool. Look at that armor. Look at that red shit going through his armor. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks so cool. Yeah. No, I like it. I, I actually, I, I love the sprite. I love the little fire surrounding him. And then I just, I hate the chair so much. Oh, God. It's so bad. Uh, chair meta please go yeah yeah take out the chairs make it a regular meta i guess he's got to find a place to sit he's the king yeah that's true you can't you can't expect the king to stand and fight people he's just gonna sit in his chair and fight you that's very very true it was like weird ass floating crown thing i just whew anyway i think uh yeah i've said i've said what i had to say about that damn chair i think we should end this episode here Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Go enjoy those new changes. Uh, Let us know how your trials are going. Hopefully, you're doing well getting through them. Oh, we didn't talk about the item. What did you get for the trial? The stat stick. Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. It's a really good spear. It is a good spear. I think its usefulness is limited. It's got excellent attack. Uh, It's just lacking... (coughs) <coughs> one spears are not a common enemy or a common uh weapon type that are used i think there's a few units only and then uh damage against fairies is super super good but uh, even though it's high you just don't fight that many fairies so i think excellent for what it does it's it's a great item but niche yeah, and if you don't have any of the other really strong spears, the 190 attack on a spear is crazy. Yeah, uh, that alone is, um, is worth it. It's single wield, so you can put it onto a dual wielding unit just for that 190. Like 190 is a lot of attack. Just put throw it on there for that true dual wield, buff your attack a little bit. Works out. Anyways, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.